This week on the Apache Campcast, I speak with Beth Miller, director of city camps for JCC Chicago Apache Day Camps. Beth's career in camping goes way back to her days as a unit head at Z Frank Apache Day Camp, and even further back as a camper at many local day camps and even Camp Shy overnight camp. Beth and I talk about community and values at camp, and that's all before we get into the important topics like mahjong and sneakers. I'm Matt Steinberg, director of Apache Evanston and Apache Rogers Park Day Camps. Let's get into it. I'm here with Beth Miller, director of city camps at Apache Day Camps. What are what are all your roles at Apache now, Beth? Currently, I'm the director of city camping, and I, in the summer, preside at Apache Northside. Um, I've been doing camp for a lot of years, Matt, 25 summers this year at JCC Camping. It's a long time. Wow. H- how did you get started at JCC Camps? I came to JCC when I was a baby. (laughs) You know, we don't want to give anyone, I don't want to give anyone my real age. Um, I started at JCC as a unit unit head at Z Frank Apache. So Mm. lots and lots of years ago in 1995. Um, Even though I lived in the city, there was no city camp. So I started there. Um, Jamie Smith, actually the director of EFA was there with me. We were unit heads together just out of college. Um, so we started there. A lot of a lot of the day camp directors sort of started at ZFA. It was like a hub for training per se. And um, I was a unit head for second grade. And at that time, we used to have overnighters where you stayed on the grounds overnight, which made the next day very fun because everybody was really tired. So the following summer, I uh, switched to Explore K because they didn't have overnighters. (laughs) And um, after that, I got pregnant. And so I wanted to work part-time and I went into um, programming. So I was a programmer there for a long time. Um, I think I was there probably seven years before we opened the camps in the city. So after um, we opened camps in the city, I shifted programming from the suburbs um, over to Apache Chicago in the city. What What do you think it was about your experience at ZFA that kind of got you started on the right foot? Like, were there aspects of those first few summers that really gave you the bug for camping? So, you know, someone, at, when I do camp training, it always comes up, like, what's your history in camping? I literally have been at camp since I was age three years old. So starting at three, I grew up on in Wheeling in Buffalo Grove, and my mom's philosophy was, you are at camp in the summer. So I've literally attended Kelly's camp, Jay's camp, Henry Horner camp, Camp Shy. Um, so I've always been at camp. I've never not had a summer in all my years of life, not at camp. Um I was a teacher originally by trade, so I taught for nine years in Buffalo Grove, and I always in the summer was a counselor. So I've always loved camping, and then when I started to have a family, I knew that I wanted to sort of pivot my career into the camping world, just the camping world, and use my education degree in that sense. But um, Apache, I loved Apache because it was just so warm, and at that time, it was a big group of young unit heads and leadership team. And 
Um, it was one of those things, even at the end of the summer when you were like, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to do this again. You always did it again because you just felt so connected. And obviously 25 years later, I still feel that same. Um, it's sort of my happy place. I know Jamie Smith and I talk about this all the time that camp is we definitely live the 10 months for two months. So we love the summer. Yeah, there's something special about those camp friendships, even as a staff person. I remember going back to when I was a counselor and a specialist. You just look forward to seeing all your friends at camp every summer. Um, th- th- there's something special about relationships at camp. Did you, well, where you didn't go to camp? Where you grew up? Where I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, okay. And there actually was not a JCC while I was growing up. Um, the center was kind of in between closing down the old center and raising the money to open the new center. So I didn't really grow up with JCC camp until I became a camp counselor myself when the new center opened. Okay. Um, so that was my entrance into day camp. And right away I was hooked. I mean... I started studying middle childhood education in college because of my experience as a camp counselor. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think that's, it's definitely those connections, right? Whether, and being on the other side of it now as a, the, you know, director of the camp, I think that's, it's neat to see the kids from all over the city come back in the summer to this like safe space where they, can be goofy and silly and there's no homework. It's just the pure joy of, you know, being a kid. So it's, and the spirit, right? I mean, I think I've always been one who loved a good theme day. I was social chair mm-hmm. in my sorority and in high school, I planned homecoming and prom and all those things. So I sort of took those organizational skills and just put it in a, you know, different package. Um, but I do, the spirit of camp, I think there's nowhere else you would see people dressed in a tutu or teens dressed <laughs> up from head to toe to make kids laugh, right? Like all those pictures, if we if we took of camper, of staff at camp and showed it to their outside of camp friends, they would think they were crazy. But totally. it's just something that's acceptable. It's like, a, it's acceptable to be goofy at camp. Totally, totally. That's what makes it special. Do you have like memorable theme days or or moments from camp throughout the years that were like wow this is really what makes camp so awesome i mean i do love a good maccabi games i feel like Mm -hmm. across all the apaches um people really get into not just the competition but it's just you look out and you see everybody dressed in their colors and the camaraderie um the sportsmanship so I do love those. I, I really, I like seeing, um, I think it's kind of fun when the kids, they look forward to seeing what their counselors are going to be dressed up as because it's, um, you know, it excites them to see like what they're totally. going to bring to camp. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing of dress up day though is sometimes in carpool line, I have literally had parents who have decorated their cars and come in costume themselves to get spirit points for their like kids groups because they are former camp people. And I think it's funny because they still have that inner camp in them too. Right. Like totally. So it's, uh, and I do think in Jewish camping, you have that tradition of 
parents want to give their kids that experience that, that they had. Um, and so it brings back a lot of memories for them as a kid because they loved it so much. Totally. It's generational too. We had um, grandparents at my old camp who every summer during Maccabi games, um, when their grandson was on the yellow team, they drove him to camp and dropped him off in their yellow convertible. And he was all decked out in yellow and the grandparents were dressed in yellow and they got into it as much as their grandson, you know? Yeah, no, I think it brings that, it is that camaraderie and, you know, it's, I think it's just the tradition of, and even if you didn't go to a JCC camp, most camps have a color war. And so it's, um, it just bring, and there is that like, you know, it's like friendly competition, but there is, you know, people do still want to win. Oh yeah. In a fun way. So, um, I think it's probably something we do really, really well, um, we last year or two years ago did a we do this crosstown classic competition against the big kids at all the city and suburban camps, and even that was really cool to see the city kids come out to the suburbs and and all mixed together and it was friendly competition, but there was you know this underlying friendly competition um, of wanting that trophy. So oh, to totally. See, <laughs> just see um. And amongst the counselors too, but just seeing everybody together is, um, you know, I think the real reason behind camp is just of giving the kids the opportunity to mix and mingle and, you know, just create their own little memories that are not for the kids who have stresses at school and the school with different things. Camp is definitely their place to shine. Totally. And having those different competitions where it's not just all sports, there's also arts competitions and, you know, goofy competitions that give every camper a chance to shine, even if they're not, you know, an all-star athlete, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be me, not an all-star athlete. So (laughs) we always think of the, at a, at Northside, my co-director Ryan always laughs. He's like, yeah, there's first, second and third place. And then there's all the Beth awards. (laughs) those (laughs) Those are the awards to me that are the most important. But yeah. he even, the kids even know, oh, we got to get the Beth Awards. So, you know, that that's kind of the the fun. I think that's more of our banter back and forth. But, I mean, you know, I went to Camp Shy as a kid, and it's funny because I still remember we played British Haganah. And I remember as a kid, there were times that I was like, oh, I'm not running all over this forest. How are they going to even know, right? But <laughs> I did it because you wanted to, like, win for your cabin, totally. but it was a massive grounds. I mean, in a way now as a camp director, I'm thinking, you know, did we even know if kids were running everywhere? Did we care? <laughs> no, that, we probably wouldn't care. It was just the fact that you wanted to get, you wanted to win, right? Totally. And it really bonded you with your cabin. And, um, it's just, a, I mean, I, I remember those, those days very, very well. So it's funny. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about Camp Shy. I've never even been out there. Um, what's it like being a camper there? Were you, were you ever a staff member there too? Um, I was a staff in training. So at Camp okay. Shy, you are a staff in training when you're a jun- rising junior. Um, and if you hopefully we'll get you up to Camp Shy. It's um, changed a ton since I was there because it's been modernized to a point um 
Although I think if the directors heard me say that, they'd be like, are you crazy? You must have, you haven't been there for real. (laughs) But when I was there, there was like an old teen camp. It was across the lake. And I mean, my current day self would never have gone to old teen camp, but it was not, it was across the lake. It was very old cabins, little out, little outhouse bathrooms. I mean, I mm-hmm. remember even in the middle of the night, if you would have used the facility, you're like, ah, oh, do I really have to walk out there? <laughs> and then they built new teen camp. So in my mind, new teen camp is still new and it's still there. So when I was, you know, that's a long time ago. Um, but I, the last year I was there was when I was a sit of 87. And in the tradition of Camp Shy, it's a big deal to be a sit because there's a staff volleyball game and once a sit, always a sit. But our sit year was 12 people. That was it. And now there's over hundreds of CITs of sits. So it was a really small program. And in fact, many of the sits, I know exactly where they are still. A lot are in Chicago. Some have worked at camp. So some some of their kids go to camp. So it was a small group that still we are connected because of that experience together. It's cool how those bonds last. I When I went back for graduate school, I ran into uh, former co-counselors and then even former campers who were now in undergraduate programs at Ohio State. And, you know, y- you go right back to that place at camp and you're so happy to see each other, even if you haven't seen each other in years, you know? For sure. I, I think the weird thing is, I mean, like Jamie Smith and I have gone back a long way. We were went to Kansas together, and we were in the same sorority, and then we both wound up at the J. And I think it's weird because we both have college-age children now, and sometimes I'll look at her and I'm like, I kind of feel like we're still in – like that's the age I feel. <laughs> I, don't feel I don't feel like I should have or she should have children that are older. Um, so it's – I do think sometimes when you see those camp friends or your college friends or even high school, it gets you back to that, you know, youthful feeling of like you're where you left off. Like it's there's no time has not gone away. And I don't know if I feel like sometimes in a way, Facebook, Instagram, social media keeps you current with people, even if you haven't talked to them. But then you yeah. go back to reminisce right away about do you remember when? Right. So it's kind of a fun uh, remnant. I think a lot of um, people stay connected virtually, but then it's so nice if you happen to run into people that you knew for so long. I always feel bad for the person who's not part of that. Like if you're with a group of people and you run into a camp person, you mm-hmm. can almost forget about the other people you're with because mm-hmm. you focus it on um, your old jokes or whatever. Totally. Totally. A hundred percent. What What are some of your favorite aspects of camp like what are the things that um, you look forward to every summer and you know if we're spending those 10 months planning for the two months of summer what are the things that you keep thinking about and looking forward to well I love Shabbat at camp I um, am not a singer or a music person but I um, do sing along not a, you know, that's, I, I like the joy of Shabbat. I feel like, um, the kids know I like to lead David Melech Israel and <laughs> it's just one of my favorites. Um, and I like to see that I can get faster than they can. So we, <laughs> so it's, usually I, when I used to wear a Fitbit, 
I used to laugh because on Fridays it would look like I had so many more steps and it was because I'd go to like five Shabbats and your Fitbit, every time I was doing David Malikas Real, would think I was stepping that fast. So on Fridays, and I used to compete with other JCC directors and they're like, why are your Fridays so much higher? I'm like, not sure. But it was literally from that song. Because yeah. the Fitbit would record all those steps. Um, I do love Friday cookout. I think it's like we play lots of music and I, I think it's community based, right? Like who doesn't like a good hot dog? Um, totally. Our theme days, I think at camp, I look forward to, we put a lot of time into making them creative. Um, I'm very artsy. I'm not an artist, so I'm more of a craft person, but I'm good at coming up with crafts and then thank God I have people who can deliver that program. Um, but I, I think goes back to when I was a little kid, like, I loved school supply shopping, right? Like getting all the new things. And so for me with camp, I love finding new products and I love finding a good deal. So I'm a very good searcher for that. But it's, um, to me, there's so much planning going on when I see it all come to life. You know, it's all on paper or in the computer on a spreadsheet. And then when it comes to life with the people and the everything the, that we've envisioned, it's cool to see that transpire and it goes by so fast. I feel like yes. it's like when you have a bar mitzvah or a wedding and it's over and you're like, Oh my God, did that just happen? And that is sort of, um, I, I love on the last day of camp when everybody's crying and I've had so many counselors say, how can we always cry at the beginning of camp? And I, I do when I do my in, in when I welcome staff to camp, it does mm-hmm. get me a little, you know, emotional inside because it's starting. And when it ends, I'm, I never am like, I always say to the counselors, well, I know it's ending for you right now at 345, but like until the last bus is in and like the last kid has gone home. And I think it takes me a while to like, it's more like a week or two later that I feel that sadness because everybody's yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think I worry more. And so it's until that you finally have that, like your the last truck is pulled away. Everything's boxed up. I've moved back to my, you know, camp office. Then I get that like, ah, oh, it's so up. true, especially with all the different pieces of camp that we're coordinating. Um, yeah. and especially when you're at all the different sites throughout Chicago and you're packing everything up and scheduling deliveries and, you know, all the different things that you mentioned, it takes a while for, for the quiet at the end of the summer to hit. And then you're finally like, wow, it was so busy all day, every day. And now it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's when I feel, I feel like it's like, I think the Jewish holiday period is like the, in, in the camp professional world, depending on when the Jewish holidays are, that's sort of like your, the, the time where you're like, ah, God, I really do miss camp. And then you rev up and start registration for the next season. So yeah, right. you, get short, you get that like short, like breather. Um, you know, I have friends who in the summer, like usually when it's like June, they're like, let's go to dinner because we know we're not going to see you all summer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, I think in the summer camp directors just live and breathe camp. That's pretty much all you do. And on the weekends, you just refresh and so you got to recharge and start again so it's um yeah it's but it's a lifestyle I definitely think if you're a camp director that is your it's a lifestyle because the summer is like 
every there's no extra hours you're just on for a lot of a long time (laughs) totally totally uh let's let's talk a little bit about what it means um to run a jewish camp and a camp through the jcc um especially in the city camps where the population is pretty diverse um what what is what does it mean to have jewish values and a jcc camp over the summer I do think it's cool in the city and we tell it's the, the, one of the big things when people, one of our big questions, people will call and they'll be like, how Jewish is camp? Right? Like, and there's sometimes I'm like, Hmm, it's kind of a trick question, right? Because <laughs> how Jewish do you want it to be? And so I think what's really neat, the city camps are very diverse from our campers to our staff, to the spaces that we work in, right? Like when you come to one of our camps, we don't have our own space. So we are, utilizing school buildings um, and making use of their indoor and outdoor space. So we try to really teach good values at camp, whether and even our Shabbats, our first Shabbat at all of our camps is always introducing what is Shabbat. And it's kind of nice because the a lot of staff who are other cultures will share things that they do in their culture. And so whether they reflect differently or end the week differently, or maybe they recognize peace and values on Sunday. And we really try to give everybody a chance, the opportunity to share about their culture, um, which I think is pretty cool. And I have lots of families who don't celebrate. They're not Jewish. And they're like, we love Shabbat, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Like in their family, their kids will come home and they're singing Shabbat songs. Um, I also think in the city, you have a lot of neighborhoods where families teach each other things, right? Like your family next door might celebrate Easter and you have the other family over for Passover. So I do think that the there's a lot of rich culture in the city and we make sure to, to teach and express the Jewish culture at our camp, but we embrace other cultures. And I think that's, um, that to me, I even have staff members who have said they were so glad they worked at Apache because when they went to college, they were just so aware of the Jewish religion, but then other religions too, especially when they're leaving, you know, the city to go to all different places around the country. Um, but I think when you come into the city camps, you feel that Jewish feeling of warmth and um, that the warmth of the Jewish community is there, but it's a very diverse experience. So probably different than other camps of ours that are, you know, predominantly have more of a Jewish population. Yeah, but I think what makes it so accessible is how organic the values are through camp. You know, it's very different than a classroom setting where we're we're not sitting down and learning about the Jewish religion or Jewish values at all. It's like built into um, even Maccabi, like we were talking about earlier, Values like sportsmanship and responsibility and community, you you know, the campers and the staff are getting that through the program and through the activities in a very authentic way. Well, and I feel like camp is about tradition and the Jewish Mm -hmm. religion is full of tradition. So totally sort of why people come back year after year because of traditions, you know, it's um, and I think camp is really good at that, right? Like you you embrace sometimes some of the newest trends, but you also go back to the fact that 
you play Foursquare at camp or there's sidewalk chalk or cats in the cradle or all kinds of, um, you know, um, who's got spirit? Yes, we do. Right. Like all these mm-hmm. things that are basic things that isn't the newest tech trend, because I think the kids are trying to almost that's what camp is to be free of that. Um, and so I do think there's all those traditions, you know, lanyard, perfect example, right? I mean, I have parents who will email me and they'll be like, do you think you could send some landlord lanyard home with me? I'm like, with <laughs> their child? I'm like, sure. And I'll have a few be like, can you start it? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, I could start it for you too. I mean, so it is um, little things like that just connect, you know, the, the, the traditions of camp. I think you find they're so strong that... That is a big part of, I think, just the Jewish environment. Yeah. And I think as our campers and counselors get more and more um, wrapped up in high tech and technology and all that stuff, the importance of camp um, is more and more valuable. And they that feeling, um, that warmth and interpersonal connection and sense of community and all of that stuff that's what makes those camp bonds we've been talking about resonate that much stronger. And that's what makes you miss camp during the school year when you're away from it. You know, I feel like it's always, I always tell my counselors, I said to them, look, you don't need to worry about the program, the supplies. I'm a type A personality. So those things are all done for you, right? Like we're very (laughs) much right. It's more of the control side of me. And I always say to staff, what I can't do is is forge these bonds in your group. Like the connections, it's those little moments that I think kids remember because their counselor had a funny, had a secret handshake or they had a funny name for them or they did something funny in their group. Maybe they had a special walk when they went places or whatever those little moments were is to me what makes the summer. And, and I see it when I walk around camp, I'll see bonds that have formed between certain counselors and campers. And it's that to me is what makes camp. And, you know, it's really all the the relationships that happen there. And I, it's, it's a neat feeling, right. Or little jokes that people have. I mean, and there's always certain campers that need some extra little love in the summer that get to know me really well. And um, those are kind of some of my little buddies, right. Or I've seen them grow up from when they were five and they may have had all these self-control issues and now they're on staff, right? So yeah, um, we do an exercise in our training where I have them think back to the age that they were of the kids they're counseling, right? So if you're, if you're an Explorer 2 counselor, think back to when you were eight years old, right? And I'm like, that might help you be, be the best patient counselor because think about what you were like, right? Um and I think it draws an honest look at yourself like, oh, yeah, OK, I would have liked this for my yeah. So it's kind of a funny um, for them to think back to what kind of kid they were and what kind of counselor they would have wanted. Well, and that and that's, you know, really what it is to be a role model is to to be that kind of person that the kids look up to. And like as a camper, there's nobody cooler than this camp counselor who's playing all the games with you and you know teaching you how to even just like navigate an argument or a disagreement within the bunk you know for sure 
Well, I always tell counselors, the kids are always listening and watching. And, you know, that they're watching how you greet your friend, how you lose at Foursquare, how you whatever you're doing, they're looking because they're not looking, they're not looking toward the leadership team as their role model. We're more of like, Oh, you're like my mom and dad. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas the counselors are right with them and they're looking to see how to be good little people. So I, I take hiring. I think every director does really personal, personal, right? Like nobody steps on Apache Northside. It's grounds without being interviewed by me. So right. it's a personal thing because I want to find good people, right? Like I can, you got to have a good heart and have, be a really good person. I could teach you how to lead a game or those, you know, little skills about to manage your group, but I can't teach you to be a good person. And so I feel like that is, um, that's such an important part of who we hire that we're really looking for genuine people who really want to make a difference and want to help these little people who look up to them. So I kind of look at the counselors as like my campers. So um, we take it, I know all of our team takes it very personal who they're hiring because they want, they really want to have, you know, very quality staff. Totally. And, and for me, that's actually one of the most fun parts of the year is when I get to interview all these candidates for camp counselors and hear about why they want to work at camp and, you know, hear what their hopes and plans for the future are and start envisioning the type of community that we'll have with all these people at camp this summer. It's really energizing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I have a camper. She's, I think she's moved on now to overnight camp, but she was at Apache for like because so, Apache Northside's only, this is our seventh summer. So when we started, we were very small, right? Like 89 kids. I knew every single, you know, every car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We didn't even need carpool numbers. I mean, we had them, but I knew everybody's car when they pulled up. I, it was sort of like a running joke of, you know, if they changed cars, they messed us up a little, but otherwise I knew everyone. And I had a little girl and I do like a good dress up day. So on Wednesdays, I have a tutu for every week. I mean, I'm, I love a good dress up day. And I remember like her third year, it was silly sock day and she got out of the car and she looked good. And she came up to me and she's like, oh yeah, I'm going for your job. (laughs) And I was like doing the math. I'm like, that will probably work out. That's perfect timing, right? Like that's so funny. That might, you might be right in line. It might work out perfectly. And I mean, every week she brought her A game. Like I would totally look for her car and, um, it's just kind of funny because I do think the kids, they find people at camp that they, that motivate them and it makes them better. So it's, and it makes us better too. You know, I did step up my game the rest of the summer cause I knew I had very big competition. <laughs> totally. And, and it's funny how those like goofy moments too are also a life lesson because the kids yeah. see the counselors going above and beyond in all these little ways. And then you start thinking about like, maybe it's the group project at school and how can we make this more interesting for the class? Just like our counselors made it more, made this activity more fun at camp, you know, the lessons translate. I think one of my favorite things at camp, we do a staff talent show at the end of the summer for the the kid, the staff perform for the kids, the kids do it too, but then the staff participate. And 
it's one of my favorite things because it's so, you know, there's not a lot of rehearsal. Like they probably throw it together or they, at some point they do get up there. And I'm always amazed because some of them are so silly or some are very authentic, right? Like there are skills that I'm like, wow, I didn't know that guy was a juggler, right? Or a celloist yeah. or, um, and so I think it gives them the chance of raw exposure too. Like it's a good, here you're getting up in front of all these people. But then also it gives the kids a chance to be like, wow, my counselor, like actually there's, you know, it's kind of like when you run into someone, I'll run into campers at the grocery store and they look at me like, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I do live here too. <laughs> you're a real person. And I, ha- and I have to eat. And so, um, you know, my own three boys, you know, now that their camp has gotten so big, there's times where they're like, they don't even want to go grocery shopping with me anymore because they're like, we never make it through Mariano's <laughs> or anywhere without somebody knowing you. And, you know, my one son's like, why do you have to say, stop and say hi to everyone? I'm like, that's my job, not just my job, but it's my joy. Like I yeah. love seeing campers and, you know, they're more, they're not as, um, they didn't get, maybe they didn't all get that side of me. Right. So even though they're all campers at heart, they're definitely more of less, less words are more words. It's well, they, to be they fair, just, uh, they didn't sign up for the celebrity lifestyle of being a camp director's <laughs> right. kid. <laughs> Although when they were at camp, they took full advantage of the family. Yeah, right. Oh, sure. My my mom's the program director. You know, I could pop in the office and get some candy out of her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Get an extra popsicle. Or at Apache Chicago, we had golf carts. And there were many times that they would be like, do you think you could give my group a ride? I'm like, uh, probably not. But, you know, if there were if there were opportunities, you know. So I think it's sort of funny. They, they were opportunistic when it was... Sure. For them. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, now they're all older. So it's, you know, um, I think my younger one the, had it the worst because he looks just like me. And there were so many times where sports staff would be like, are you Beth Miller's kid? And he's like, uh, I'm Henry. I'm Henry. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's a fun, um, now you, so you're, you were, did you go to day camp as a kid? You went to the day camp as a kid though. Did you ever go to overnight camp? I went to um, these like week long sports camps as a kid. Um, So I never really did like a full summer of camp. I did a lot of backyard games and um, sports and stuff like that. Um, Never went to overnight camp either. Um, I really got into the the JCC world um, as a camp counselor in high school and college. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a. I do feel like day camp or overnight camp gives you that, um, like when you go to college, it's not it's not as big of a deal. It's a big deal, obviously, but you've had this experience away already from home. You know, for a lot of kids go eight weeks, like they're gone in the whole summer. And so it's, um, it's kind of, and those kids I think have an amazing bond too. Totally. Living and, together. and you get independence too. It's your first chance to, to have that self-sufficient feeling as a kid, you oh, know, yeah. and yeah. a lot of lost and a lot of lost items. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Those bags come home way lighter than uh, you said to them, but right, it's probably a, probably a good thing because they're uh, they're so dirty. Right, right. Um, yeah, no, campus. I'm I'm excited that you'll be, you know, part of the JCC camping in Chicago. I think you'll find um, there's so many good people at camp and 
all of the camps are connected, which is kind of nice. We have people who move from the city to the suburbs and back and forth. And it's, um, there's definitely an intertwine. I mean, we have campers in the city that grew up going to ZFA as kids, but now they live in the city with their kids and either they'll stay in the city or they'll move to the suburbs or vice versa. So it's, um, there's definitely a long thread of, of camping. And I think it's, um, it's a nice community to be in and there's, we have very big camps. And so it's a nice, there's so many, there's JCC campers everywhere in the, in the city. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool, uh, it's definitely a neat, I, I, I like even grandparents now, you know, in the summer I had lots of grandparents do carpool pickup line and they're like, Oh, I remember when I was picking up their mom or dad. Right. So it's, it gets nostalgic for them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I need you to fill me in on something that I don't understand at all. What What is Mahjong? What is the deal? Like, what, <laughs> what's so great about this? Like, what is this? You know, it's funny. I was talking to my dad this morning because this there's a website now. Mahjong normally is a game with tiles in it and people get together. It's usually there's four people that play and then you can rotate in a fifth or however you want to play. But in the lots of people, it's a social thing, right? So it used to be, I remember when I was growing up, my mom would host Maj at the house and like the table would be out. There'd be all kinds of snacks that we could not touch. Right. And it was <laughs> like, really, you've got like bowls of M&Ms and all kinds of stuff that you were not allowed to touch. And I remember when the ladies would play, it was Thursday nights. You were also not allowed to go downstairs. Right. So you were upstairs and my dad would be upstairs, me and my sister, and you'd hear all the ladies cackling away because it was really more of a social get together of moms. Um, there are some men who play too, but it's a lot of women play. Um, but it's really a game of strategy, right? Like it's, it's can get very competitive and you have to be, um, you get better and better as you play. And it's funny because there's an online version, which lots of people are playing now and and it's really fun and it's connecting people from all over, but it is, um, it's definitely a traditional thing, right? And so my mom taught me and my sister, most people have been taught by somebody. Um, and there's totally like Abby, the director of Old Town, she plays, she learned from her family. So it's a very, um, I'll tell you a funny story at Apache Northside, probably the second year we had clubs, right? So like the kids would create them, and one of the create one of the clubs. Some of the older girls who were in fourth, fifth grade created was the mahjong club, and I was like, "Oh, I'll I'll play." So we're we're playing one day, and the thing is, you want a maj, right? Most maj games take about 15, 20 minutes, and all of a sudden, my phone buzzes, vomit on the pool deck, and I'm like, <laughs> "Really?" So I I said, "Girls, freeze! Everybody freeze!" So I call Ryan. I'm like, "Can you go to the pool deck?" He's like, "Why?" I'm like vomit on the pool deck. He's like, well, okay, but where are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm in the middle of something. So I hang up. He takes care that he comes back and he's like, what are you doing? I said, did you take care of the vomit? He's like, yeah, we took care of the vomit. The pool's closed for whatever. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I go Maj. And he's like, are you kidding me? I, go, I, had, such a good, I had such a good hand. And he was like, that's it. No more Maj for Beth and Camp. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> And it was the girls, because at Anshiam at day school, it's a club. So a lot of the girls from um, in the Trailblazer, you didn't know it. 
but any opportunity that I could play with the kids, I'm like, oh, this I could do. And it was so funny because at first I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to beat them, right? Like I had, I had a great hand. And I'm, but you know, to me, you got to learn how to win and lose. So I literally was like, Maj, and I thought he was, he <laughs> was so funny. So we did let the kids play a camp minus me because I, <laughs> he was like, she's not going to leave, even if they're, I mean, I knew there was no one getting hurt. He was handling Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's but so that funny. Is, that is the game of Maj. And it's, I do think it's a, um, you know, I think people who don't play, like my dad doesn't play, but he'll sometimes walk by. He's like four crack, three bam. Uh, so he knows all the tiles of the stuff, but he has no idea how to play. Even though I've said to him, for all the time you've spent listening to a, me and my mom and my sister play in Florida, you should just play with us. But right, he's like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. So that's funny. <laughs> but that's what Maj is. You don't have anyone in your family who plays. No, no. I mean, I've heard of it before, but I know none of the terminology, none of the rules, anything. Yeah, it's like a, um, it's like Gaga. Sure. Gaga has very specific rules. Mahjong has very specific rules, and um, it's definitely a very social thing. Um, at the J, they have a room where people play. If you in the suburbs, I know lots of the restaurants for you can go there and get a table and play Maj. Um, so it's definitely generational. I love it because it connects me to my mom and my cousin and my sister. So we can. Um, I have no girls of my own, so I doubt any of my boys would be playing Maj. Even though I think my middle son would be great <laughs> at it. I don't. I don't see him played. I think he would be really. He plays chess uh, yeah. really well, so I think he would be. A great badge player, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, we sort of joke about it that we wanted to go like on a Maj <laughs> trip where you just, they used to have scrapbooking conventions. They should have yeah. like a Maj convention. So it would be, uh, so that's the game of Maj. But yeah, we, we could teach you, Matt, in the off season, Abby and I could teach Perfect. you. Perfect. Just what I need. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you need a pastime. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Is that besides your shoe collection? Is that I would say that's your. That's definitely hobby the hobby. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> You'll have to post a. So for those of you who don't know, my son Henry, I think is actually the little version of you <laughs> as far as. Um, and I laugh sometimes because you'll post things that are like, you're like this is the drip or you're like my drip, <laughs> and I only know that because I'll Henry will be like I need this drip, but I'm like the heck is that right or he's obsessed with shoes and all this and i said i said to my son i'm like you would be you i'm gonna introduce you to matt steinberg because the two of you are a kindred <laughs> spirit because he loves shoes and i've learned all this cool terminology um which makes me seem mm -hmm. cooler than i am and it's all because of having teens but yeah i know all about drip and all the shoe yep, drops yep. And shoes drop and why they are worth more money than they should be out of, out of the right. box in the box yeah, there's a yeah. whole there's a whole culture stuff, to it so. it's a whole <laughs> sneakerhead community you know yeah you'll have to connect with coach nick because he is highly involved in the sneaker community so you guys will definitely bond over beautiful your shoes. beautiful <laughs> awesome you might have to make apache you might need to get some apache shoes maybe you can get a custom we'll have to work on that nike pair of apache we'll have to work on a collab <laughs> There you go. You, could, you guys could do a instead of Gucci and Nike, it could be a Apache and Nike. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
Awesome. Yeah, thanks for being with us today, Beth. Yeah, thanks for having me.